0: After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Haga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today, and every day, to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So today's guest is the incomparable Cupcake Dex, a Twitch streamer who makes incredible baked goods inspired by Pokemon. Dex, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Tefer, thank you so much for having me on. I've been listening to the podcast for quite a few months at this point. I have no idea how long it's been, but I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And I've been, like, aware of you, like,
0: through the show for a while. I was honestly really surprised to discover that we had not yet interviewed you because it seems like such an obvious (laughs) choice. Your project is so cool. Would you mind just, like, telling us a little bit about what you do and
1: uh, maybe how you got started? so yeah i have been uh just a hobby baker for a while now uh back in i'd say like 2012 when it seemed like cake decorating first started to like get really big i decided i was gonna try making like a little rubber duck cake for my friend's birthday and i had such a blast doing it that i started making cakes for all my friends birthdays and Then, because I am a long-time Pokemon fan, uh, since I was but a small child here in Canada, I had one friend who was also a Pokemon fan, and it was time to make him some birthday cakes or cupcakes, and I had such a blast making these little Pokemon cupcakes, and I posted them on the internet, and a few people were like, oh, these are so cute! Have you ever considered making all Pokemon as cupcakes? And totally blew my mind. I loved this idea immediately, and I decided that I was going to start making these Pokemon cupcakes of the first 151 Pokemon, and I got about a third of the way through, and then I was like, ooh, but I could also make other fun Pokemon foods on the internet, Mm -hmm. and I started making cookies, and pastries, and cakes, and all kinds of other things, and that basically all came out of this Project that was that I had called the Cupcake Dex. Just what else are you gonna do? It's the Pokedex, the first hundred and fifty one Pokemon of Pokedex. Absolutely. Turning them into cupcakes. It's gotta be the cupcake decks. Yeah. So I got real distracted with that. And uh, for a few years I was just making Pokemon foods. Specifically, I started on Tumblr of all places. Uh, Tumblr is where I grew up, Tumblr yeah. and forums. So I'm I'm an old internet denizen.
0: I mean, if you're starting this in 2012, like that's what you
1: do, that's where you go. exactly that's where the internet lives and I'm so grateful to have grown up on that part of the internet because Mm -hmm. it was lovely and a lot less scary than uh the world that I've now come into of Instagram and Twitter (laughs) and now Twitch where I live stream where it's all a lot Tumblr there's there's drama there but uh I didn't have to worry about it I was just making Pokemon foods
0: (laughs) (laughs) so have you really been doing it for 10 years
1: so I've been baking for ten years. Yeah. I started doing Pokemon foods probably like 2014, 20, 2016, 20, wow. I want to say. Wow. Okay. It's been a while. So you are really like you're the, you're <laughs> the OG.
0: You're the you're the person to whom we go for Pokemon baking questions. And I've got to say, folks, you've got to check out yes. the Cupcake Dex uh, on whatever platform you want to check it out on. Um, this work is is oh. incredible. It's so good i am a very i was i was joking with tom about this because this is the first episode that i've hosted solo and uh, i was like it's really funny to me that i'm the one hosting this because tom is the one who has been a pokemon fan from childhood <laughs> and i am the one who is discovering it as an adult because i cannot be in a relationship with tom and not know about pokemon um so I'm. This is an educational experience for me. Oh my
1: gosh, that's exactly
0: what my girlfriend says. To yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. It's really fun. I uh, yeah yeah. I've been enjoying it, and I you know I love fun little animals, which is most of what yes. Pokemon is. Before we we're gonna get real deep into the nitty gritty of the Pokemon universe later, which I am super super excited for um but before we get into that um if you can tell me a little bit about just like your historical relationship to food like what sparked your interest in food what kind of food culture did you
1: grow up in give us a little bit of context for for you yeah totally so i'm jewish i come from a very jewish family uh, a family that kept kosher so we separated our meats and our dairies we didn't eat treif which is things like pork or seafood for the most part as we went on uh those norms did change a little bit as to you know my mom started eating more seafood my dad got a bit more strict Mm -hmm. about only eating kosher meats and things like that keeping those things separate was always big growing up I was the pickiest eater my family Mm -hmm. to this day mocks me about how I only used to (laughs) eat beige foods which like they're not entirely wrong but (laughs) <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it was a lot of chicken nuggets. It was a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches, a lot of french fries, a lot of pancakes, french toast. Mm-hmm. Very, very beige. Things that were brown scared me. Things that were green maybe weren't cooked the best let's just say and uh, didn't get me (laughs) on a great path with a love for veggies so it took until I was like a teen to really start like expanding my food horizons and even that was a very very slow gradual process that I literally had Mm -hmm. to be bribed into so (laughs) I (laughs) so relate to all the picky eaters out there and I'm not the only one in my family it's it's just it's okay to be a little picky sometimes but I, I'm so glad that I've tried new things. I live, I'm very lucky to live in a part of Canada that's like a very food-rich city that has a lot of culture, that has a lot of variety. And to this day, it still is, you know, I, I have to break out of my comfort zone a little bit at times. Mm-hmm. But there definitely are things about Like seeing on social media, for instance, like the different types of food that are out there, or seeing on TV, the types of food that are out there that are accessible, that are interesting and seeing how they're made has also allowed me to broaden those horizons. So that's also helped. And then in terms of baking, uh, I didn't think I would become a baker. (laughs) (laughs) So... Like, in my family, there's not a lot of baking, except around the Jewish high holidays. Like, my mom would bake a couple cakes, my, like, grandmother would bake some cakes, my aunt would bake some cakes, and that was kind of it. And I was invited Mm -hmm. sometimes by my mom into the kitchen to join her for making those cakes, but... My mom, uh, bless her, I miss her a lot. Uh, She liked a clean kitchen. She liked it very organized and neat. (laughs) And I have never been any of those things. So uh, I could see why I wasn't necessarily invited (laughs) a lot of the time. But there did, like, come a point where I just, like, started to fall in love with, like, I think the first thing that I really fell in love with baking was a banana chocolate chip cake. Mm. And realizing I can make that myself and, like, how delicious and wonderful and a beautiful thing to also snack on for breakfast so that was like really empowering and that was I think probably that was the recipe that like got me started into the world of like maybe I can bake some stuff you know yeah I mean I think really the magic of baking I also
0: bake that's really my my main kind of food thing and I think the magic of baking is that it's then so easy to make something delicious you know like Mm. once you start doing it and you get used to it now I I I do not decorate I try to decorate sometimes (laughs) some other time I can tell you about all of my just absolute decoration mishaps I'm very bad
1: at it we've all been Um, there it's okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) but uh but there's something just so nice about yeah like You can spend an hour in the kitchen and then have something yummy for breakfast for several days. And that's so special. And
1: it's something that like often with desserts, you can share them. They can like last in the fridge for a bit. You can eat them cold. A lot of them you can Mm -hmm. eat hot. Or if you're like me, you just eat them hot, even if they're not supposed to be eaten hot, because hot food is great. (laughs) Don't at me. (laughs) And and, and I mean, sometimes
0: you don't want to wait. Sometimes yeah. you just want to eat the food. Oh, it's the best when it's fresh out the oven. There's oh. no exceptions. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do a little baking after this conversation because, that's making yes. me that's making me want a banana chocolate chip cake. That sounds yes. fantastic. Oh.
1: It is. I encourage. Oh. That's the thing. I want everyone to get into baking. What I what I didn't get to mention earlier is what I've started doing since literally the pandemic hit. Is I've been live stream baking on Twitch, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a direction I thought I would ever take in my life. I really had hoped that I would make like YouTube content kind of thing, but right. I I kind of just fell into it. I got invited to join a bunch of like women and non-binary folks uh doing pokemon content for a live stream uh marathon and Mm -hmm. i was like i would love to be involved in this and uh basically i had such a wonderful time i've been doing it ever since and now at least once sometimes twice a week we're baking on twitch and like the the best thing is someone saying i want to do this i want to give this a try like i i've seen you do it I think maybe I could do it too. Like, that's the most exciting. That's the best thing. I love that so much. Absolutely. Um, I'm really interested, actually, because I grew up baking.
0: Like, I was (gasps) taught to bake um, by my mom and, like, my older brother. So for me, baking was never really intimidating. Like, just the actual fact of, you know, putting together a cake. Like, I knew the steps really well. But Mm. how was that process for you of learning to bake a little bit older?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Like,
0: were th- was there anything that was like, like intimidating that took you a while to get
1: to, or was it really just kind of like a like, eh, let's 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 try it and see what happens <laughs> kind of thing? You know, baking is so different from cooking in that mm-hmm. it's so easy to just follow a recipe. At least for me, if I'm just told like follow your heart with the amount of garlic and how long to cook <laughs> things for. I'm like I I'll do my best, I guess, and then a lot of the time things like wind up a little burnt, but we're learning. It's a process. Whereas like baking, once you kind of like get the fundamentals down I think it becomes a lot easier because you are just like following directions you're measuring things out pretty exactly of course there's still the process of learning how to measure things out learning the little tips and tricks to how to separate eggs and things like Mm -hmm. that but I think those things like they come with practice they come with time always I mean probably a lot of things do so I think that was one of the big things. I didn't have too, too many disasters. And the positive thing is that even when I had a cake that fell in on itself, it's still a cake. (laughs) I'm still going to eat it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's like, I think about this a lot. So one of the things I'm really intimidated by and have never tried um, is a souffle. And Mm. I feel so silly about that because I have made... A fallen souffle cake Which is essentially You make souffle batter And then you just don't souffle it Oh And somehow Despite having made this I'm still like But I can't do the one That's just that With one (laughs) less step (laughs) Um, It's I think like There's always like One little hang up But I love the idea Like I do think that um, Live stream baking And like YouTube baking and, And baking shows They really Take some of that Intimidation out because if you can see somebody it's like the process of somebody teaching you how to bake right like it is the process of somebody Mm -hmm. teaching you how to bake so you're not hearing like you're not say seeing beat to stiff peaks and being like well what the fuck is a stiff peak what does this mean (laughs) exactly Um, when you have somebody going okay so we're gonna beat this to stiff peaks here this is what that looks like mm-hmm. uh, and it's just you. much or like you know that the Schitt's Creek fold in the cheese moment <laughs> of like <laughs> how do you fold off? I don't know how you fold in the cheese because <laughs> uh, that really is something that you need somebody to demonstrate to you and and that's kind of the great equalizer of, of video media and mm-hmm. uh, I think especially live streaming right yeah that's super fun Um, And I love that you started it with, like, a community of people doing the same thing. That's that's so cool.
1: Yeah, it was such a wonderful experience. I was just on Twitter one day, and I saw someone saying, hey, we're looking for, like, female and non-binary Pokemon content creators to, like, do a thing. And I was like, I... Um one of those things. Hi, we've never met, but I would like to be involved. And they were like, oh my gosh, please come on over. And yep. the warm welcome has just meant so, so much. I love forming community online. That's something that I've mm-hmm. also been doing since uh 2004 at this point. Yes. Oh, I love it. It's mm-hmm.
0: the best. The, the the live journal generation.
1: Oh my gosh. Literally also grew up on Live Journal. Same, same. <laughs> the best yeah i love getting to meet people online getting to form those connections on the internet is so special to me especially like when i was a teen back in like 2004 i did not have a lot of irl friends it was a very small friend group and Mm -hmm. knowing that there was this community of other people who are just as nerdy as me online and we could just be like totally honest there connect all the time from people all over the world from all kinds of different backgrounds meant so so much and I, I'm so excited to get to continue to do that and doing that in different ways, too. Having, like, a, an audience on Twitch is not... It, it's different, and ex- but also fun and really exciting compared to, like, the more one-on-one conversations. And I've still gotten to form, like, just these amazing bonds and relationships with people online in this way, too. It's been phenomenal, truly. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. I think that's that's one of the things that's, like, really special about
0: Internet community. And, like, obviously, like... I don't know. There's a million people talking about the downsides of (laughs) the internet. And I'm just not even going to go there right now. No. Um, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But, like, it makes it so easy to form community around shared interests. Yes. uh, Which is really special when you have niche-specific interests. Like, for example, um, Pokemon baking or, uh, in my case, reading young adult literature as an adult. Like, there's just, like, there's so many ways that you can find people who are maybe not in your neighborhood, but do exist. And, and you know, hang out with them and bake with them Yeah, and talk about Pokemon with them.
1: Absolutely. And all this like all this hasn't even covered the number of other food and drink streamers that I've gotten to meet on Twitch who are so mm-hmm. wonderful and who I've also gotten to learn from. Uh, back in January of this year, I got to do a cook-along with John Leung, who is a finalist on the uh, Top Chef Canada a few oh, years wow. back. Yeah. So I got to learn how to make something that I literally never would have done on my own. We made pork char siu buns, like bao buns. Yeah. They were oh, wow. delicious, tefer. Oh my yeah. gosh. We made them again last week and I cannot get over. It. And I never would have done that if I hadn't been walked through the steps by like someone who is professional, someone who knew this stuff, someone for mm-hmm. whom this was their background, their experience. It was such a phenomenal experience. I'm, I'm so grateful and so jazzed by the whole thing.
0: Absolutely. And those are actually one of my favorite things to eat. Um, So maybe I might ask you to teach me how to make.
1: (laughs) I can do my best. Um,
0: I used I would get them in Seattle when I visited family there because they like there's like a place near Pike Place Market that makes them very cheap. And (gasps) um, I love them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think we're going to get into talking about Pokemon a little bit more and the Pokemon universe. Yes. Before we do that, we're just going to hop over to the mid-roll and we'll be right back. Hey, if you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you use so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of July, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need, so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it there's no other way to turn zero into six so if math is exciting for you uh, or if math isn't exciting for you like this is you know this is tom's copy i don't i'm not excited about math but i am excited about the depot because they give great food to uh people who need it um so if you're excited about that also you can go leave a rating and review you can read more about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode So uh, what is your favorite Pokemon that you have ever made?
1: Ooh, whoa. All right, we're starting with really tough questions already. I know, I just,
0: I really just pulled that one out of thin air, but I realized I want to know. Or like, (laughs) you can talk, maybe just talk about like some of your like some of your favorite projects or like favorite recent Pokemon projects, if that's easier. But I would just really like to hear like what you have the most fun
1: doing. Oh my gosh. Okay, I love this question. Uh, it's so hard to pick a favorite among your babies in any way. Yes. <laughs> I've had so much fun doing some, some of the different things. Cupcakes and cookies have always been something that I've been very comfortable with, that I tend to do a lot of. And I often do them very, very similar ways. But mm-hmm. what's been really exciting is going online and being inspired by other bakers, by other artists. So, for instance, when it's come to cookies, I've gotten to do some really cool stuff with learning that you could use royal icing to pipe details like little flowers or hats. Mm-hmm. Separately, you let them dry out, and then you could put them on top of your little Pikachu. And now your Pikachu has a hat with oh flowers goodness. in it. Um, it brings me so much joy. <laughs> I love it. So like for Halloween, I got to give a bunch of Pokemon these really cute hats that were inspired by Pokemon Go. Um, I love it. Uh, Another one was when it it comes to cupcakes, I was always doing these very flat designs using a method called a buttercream transfer. So I'd make a a very flat buttercream image that I would freeze and then plop right on top of a cupcake, which... Mm -hmm. It's very simple, it's a lot of fun, you can get a lot of fun designs. It's how I have been doing my Project Cupcake decks. Okay. But then I saw this artist, this plush artist who does Pokemon plushies, who I love, Pinku Art, and she had made a little cupcake of, a a plushie cupcake of this Pokemon called Zorua, with just its little face peeking up above the cupcake in full 3D, and it has this little wisp of hair and these big 3D ears, and I was like, I have to make this and I love how that cupcake came out and it inspired me to make a whole bunch of cupcakes Mm -hmm. in a similar kind of design with like these 3d faces and I, I love doing it. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen like your little, um, your little Evie one. Yeah, yeah. and that's... I love Evie. So, like that, that stuck with me. Yeah. Yes,
1: I love that. So, like, that's like my bread and butter is cupcakes and cookies. But I've also gotten to do some really fun things that were just kind of like I had an idea. I was like, I've never made this before. Let's give it a try. Babka has been a beloved family dessert Ooh. because I'm Jewish for forever, and I realized I looked up that you can make little individual babka using a muffin tin. Oh my god. And I had to give it a try and we made these delicious chocolate babka and I tried to decorate them to look like this new Pokemon called Sandaconda who's a giant anaconda in the shape of like a whirlpool almost. A tornado guess it's tornado that makes more sense and it was just so fun and so freaking delicious oh my gosh (laughs) like the kind of thing i would easily bring to a friday night dinner for sure Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. question oh i i love that stuff uh i got to make pop tarts did you know you could just make pop tarts and they're 10 times better than the store-bought ones oh my gosh (laughs) I've I've heard this. I've heard about this, but
0: I've never been brave enough to try. Oh, my gosh. It's
1: not terribly difficult. It's like a bit of a fiddly thing, but they're so good. And you could just put anything you want in them. You could put jam. You could put fudge. You could cover them in icing or more fudge. They're so delicious. And I've been chomping at the bit to make them again.
0: Uh, yeah, that's th- that's very exciting. And they were Pokemon? You made Pokemon Pop-Tarts?
1: Yeah, I made oh the Eeveelutions. I had to make Espeon and Umbreon and Sylveon because they're my faves. <laughs> I love that. It was a lot of fun. That's,
0: that's fantastic. So really, I mean, anything you can bake, you can turn them a- into a Pokemon with enough care
1: absolutely i have made potato latkes that i turned into pokemon did you know that you could just dye potatoes like whatever color you want just mash some potatoes and put some food dye in it and bam you have a voltorb like i i did not know that but now i do (laughs) does not make them any less delicious and in fact makes them even more pleasant to look at imo but i'm a little biased
0: Um I, this is you're opening up just like a whole new world for me here. That's the thing. like the opportunities
1: are just expanding. Yes. Anything can be pokemon food. Anything teffer. Anything. I'm telling you. Go out there, look on social media, look in magazines, get inspired and then look at a pokemon you really want or like and then just decide how you want to put them together and then just do it it's phenomenal it's so fun I love it you really can just do it oh my god okay that's (laughs) fantastic
0: so you mentioned um miniature babka earlier which um as you know because of how Munch madness 2022 played out our theme this year is bread um and this does not mean that every episode has to be about bread but when bread comes up um who am I to uh, banish it, and we've just talked a lot about turning food into Pokemon. But I'd like to talk a little bit about Pokemon food because, as a Pokemon fairly newbie, I think I, I really got introduced to the world the the wonderful world of Pokemon about five years ago. Um, so I'm pretty new to it as as thirty somethings go. Um, Welcome, Good and to one of you. the things. That always gets me is the food. There's food in the Pokemon universe that is beautiful, that looks delicious. Um, even just like the berries that the animals eat, the Pokemon my bad eat.
1: <laughs> How <laughs> I could said you?
0: I'm a <laughs> um, to power up. Uh, and since we're specifically <laughs> talking about bread, now this is like this might be a weird question. If this que- I don't know. I don't know enough about Pokemon to know. But are there like <laughs> fancy breads
1: in the Pokemon universe? Further, there absolutely are fancy reds in the Pokemon universe. I've been so excited to tell okay, you this. tell me about them. <laughs> okay, so in the fourth generation of Pokemon games, uh, Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, which takes place in the Sinnoh region. It's a lot of words. Stick with me for I'm a second. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> so there's uh, something kind of similar to battling called contests, in which your Pokemon compete, not in battles, but in uh, contests of beauty and coolness and intelligence and to improve their coolness and beauty and intelligence and all these things you feed them little teeny pokemon breads (gasps) called poffins 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 they are a delight i will admit when these games first came out i did not play them and i did not really care But they just got re-released, like a new updated remake version came out just last year. And of course the Poffins and the contests were in it. And I had the opportunity to actually make some IRL and they were a delight and I think that Pokemon would really enjoy eating them and I understand why they're in this game. (laughs) So what are they like how did you make them? So I followed this wonderful recipe by a really fun YouTuber I follow called Hammy Mm -hmm. Cooks uh J-A-M-M-Y Cooks uh who does a whole bunch of like uh recipes for different video games I've followed a couple of his before super duper good um and he made ones for these Poffins uh, the idea being, uh, there's five different types. Let me see if I can remember them. We have, number one, this is the Red Poffin. It ups your Pokemon's coolness. Okay. There is the yellow, which ups their toughness. There is green, which is for their cleverness. Blue, which ups their beauty. And pink, which ups cuteness. And each one has, like, a flavor that goes oh with it, God. too. <laughs> it's a whole system and you do have to become very very adept at understanding them it's a whole system that involves collecting berries from across the region within this game and pulverizing <laughs> them into bread and of course every berry has different flavor profiles so you have to make sure that you're using the spicy berries to make the spicy bread to make your Pokemon's coolness go up. Very, very important stuff over here. Now,
0: there's something similar to this in in Pokemon Sword and Shield where you can make curries for your Pokemon. And you have to use the the different berries. And I was extremely bad at it because (laughs) I was just going... Well, those should taste good together. And uh, didn't understand uh, these different properties. Um, did you translate these mm-hmm. flavors in when you were making the Poffins?
1: Absolutely, I oh did my, my best on this one. You'll have to you'll you'll have to forgive that some of them are not perfect one to one. But for the cool red ones, they're supposed to be spicy. I. Filled them with, like, oh, like just bacon and cheese. Ooh. I never cooked bacon by myself <laughs> previously. Uh, delicious. Not very spicy. This was before I got into my current spicy okay. era, where now it turns out I like spicy okay. food. Who would have guessed? Uh, super good, though. Oh, my gosh. Please, You have to put bacon and cheese into bread. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Why aren't we doing this all the that time? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> so good. for Oh, what was the yellow toughness one? What flavor is that supposed to be? I did apple jelly, which I got from like a mm. local farm. Super good. What the heck was that flavor supposed to be? That's a good question. Let's ask Google. <laughs> so the yellow puffins are supposed to be sour, so I filled them with this apple jelly from this local okay. farm. Super yummy. Wish I'd been able to fit more in. Mm. Oh my gosh, so good. The green ones are supposed to be bitter? Yeah, the green ones are supposed to be bitter. So for that, I did like spinach, okay. just like this yeah. delicious cooked spinach and onion. So good. The be- the blue ones, which are for beauty, were supposed to be dry. <laughs> I think that's a bit of a mistranslation on the English, but I just use Nutella Oh, I don't. you know what? <laughs> I would believe that Nutella makes you beautiful. Y- you know what? Yes, yeah. actually, A 100%. Yeah. It's great for the hair and the skin I had a or good something, right? You
0: bathe the Nutella. It's good for you. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And then lastly, the pink cute one is, of course, sweet. So I filled it with some raspberry jam. The bon maman kind. Oh, best, yes. Best the jam. best jam.
0: And and so they were like little little
1: filled buns. Yeah, they just came out like the size of a little bun. They're kind of narrow. They're, they're football shaped. Okay. Would be a good description. And typically in the games, they have what looks like either seeds or sprinkles on top. Mm-hmm. Hard to say exactly. Uh, I think I had just put... Like sesame seeds, just brush on a little bit of egg, sesame seeds. This was my first time making bread wow. and they were phenomenal. It was your, oh, oh my, my gosh. That it, I just, I love that. I love that. I love that your first
0: time yeah. making bread was making Pokemon bread.
1: Right. Very fitting. So, very mean. So delightful. I had, this was especially like, I had made like challah bread supervised in a group right. setting previously and that was the closest I'd come to making bread. But this was, all on my own. I didn't even use the bread machine. I did it all by hand and I felt very proud That's of myself. That's very impressive. Did you do like the kneading by hand too? I did the wow. kneading mostly by hand. Uh, I had a I used my dough yeah. hook mm-hmm. in the, you know, KitchenAid, but for the most part by hand. And then it was also a challenge because I had to stuff each of these fillings into the bread and American bread does not really like to have fillings in it it seems that's more like a thing with I think a lot of Asian breads it's very popular in those cuisines but we did our best and oh it was so good and I wish I could have put even more filling in them it was so delicious yeah
0: starting your bread career with a stuffed bread is very impressive actually that's not that's (laughs) not like an easy thing to do oh thank you it was fun it sounds fun this is I. I, this is so exciting all of this is exciting Um, are there any are there any more breads or are those
1: the only pokemon breads so in the pokemon world in the newer regions as the newer games have been introduced all of them have these different foods that you feed to your pokemon specifically mm-hmm. um so you mentioned the curry that was in the newest game um one of them has uh these little castella cones which are ice cream cones and they also had galettes mm-hmm. don't know if that counts as a bread The other one that comes maybe close to a bread is in the Alola region, which is Hawaii-based. There are just malasadas in this region, which are a Hawaiian-style donut. Uh, They come from Portugal. I was very intrigued when they were first announced. I was so curious because that was just when I was really coming into my own Pokemon food-wise. And they're, as it turns out, delicious and wonderful. Maybe or maybe not a bread. I have no idea if a donut is a bread, but... I'm gonna give a shout out to Malasadas uh, here because they're d- they're just. A I delight. mean, I think we can definitely shout
0: them out. Uh, Hawaiian bread culture is great. Like Hawaiian yeah. bread is great too. That is very exciting, and I yes. like knowing this. I love when food in like media looks delicious, like animated food. Like yes. like I mean, a lot of people were talking about this with um. Shibli. I was gonna say it's uh, it's, uh now. <laughs> Sorry, I threw you off. I'm sorry. Um, Turning red. It just took me a while. I was like seeing red, like turning red. The 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 movie that came out last year. That like the food is absolutely gorgeous in that. The animation, and I know like yes like. When I was playing Sword and Shield, I was, like, making Kare su like, at home because seeing it made me want it so much. Like, there's something so nice about having food introduced to you through the media you're consuming. Mm-hmm. And, like, you were talking earlier about kind of, like, having your horizons broaden, like, seeing all the food that's accessible and available. I think there's something about sort of, like, global media that can spark that curiosity and, like, mm. get you mm-hmm. thinking about other cultures' food and curious about other cultures' food. And then, of course, like, that creates mm. demand and, and you start having that stuff available to you, which is really cool and fun and good. Mm. Because food is
1: great all over the world. Always. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can't talk about Pokemon and food and broadening our horizons without talking about a very specific, I don't even know what to call this, uh, uh, issue, a, pro- a a mind-bending, horrifying disservice we did to American children back in the 90s. And this is related to Pokemon food. Please, tell me. So, the Pokemon anime, when it was first brought over to North America, uh, was back in the 90s, the, the late 90s at the time. And there was a real assumption that kids would not understand or recognize most of Japanese culture. So this resulted in a lot of very interesting choices when the anime brought over from Japan would get dubbed into English, so a lot of things would get changed. Sometimes they were small things, sometimes bigger things. And one of the most infamous disservices that the American Pokemon anime by 4Kids ever did was the scene in which Ash is sitting along around with his friends, with Ash, Misty, and Brock chilling out, and Brock, the food connoisseur, has brought a delightful treat for his friends, and he presents a delightful rice ball mm-hmm. to Ash and Misty. And he says, you have to try my jelly-filled donuts. <laughs> this has plagued the Pokemon community for 25 years, Teffer. It's unacceptable. <laughs> oh my god. It is goodness. not okay. <laughs> I love it. And what my favorite thing that has come out of that is I have seen multiple bakers on the internet have created Brock's jelly-filled donuts to look like onigiri but to be a donut inside. Oh my goodness. It's <gasps> That's incredible. I- it's amazing. It's mind-bending. It's such a delight. I want to give a shout out to Pretty Cake Machine, another fandom foodie friend of mine who made one of these recipes. They I need everyone to look up the photos because oh my goodness, they're hilarious.
0: <laughs> that I love that. That's there's so many layers there. That's so much fun and I love a joke that that works on that many levels. <laughs>
1: Yes. And it's something that like so much of the Pokemon community recognizes too. So this will like resurface as a meme every few years and people are like, "What? Oh my gosh, I forgot about that part of the anime and someone actually did it." Oh I like I love that so much. We can all just have a brain aneurysm together. <laughs> That's so much fun.
0: Is that something? Now, when
1: you were a child watching, did you watch the anime? Did you catch that at the time? I I watched the anime. I loved the Pokemon anime as a kid. And I was literally one of those kids that this dubbing company was like, they are not going to get things about (laughs) Japanese culture. And they are completely right about me. But like, I'm sure that I would have looked at that as a kid and been like, That's not, like, what a jelly-filled donut looks like. Like, why does it look like rice with seaweed? I don't know. I've never (laughs) seen seaweed in my life. But (laughs) that doesn't look right. But you know what? This TV show made by an adult, they said it's a donut. And I guess I'm just going to have to take their word for it. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Well, Dex, this has been delightful thank you so much for for coming on the show uh before we wrap up is there anything you want to plug can you tell our listeners where to find you yeah the floor is yours
1: absolutely so i'm cupcake dex all across the internet i'm on twitter i'm on instagram i'm on facebook i'm on tiktok find me on tumblr i literally if you're still on tumblr i post pokemon foods on tumblr literally every single day for the past five-ish years find me there or if you want to see me live, I live stream on Twitch twice a week. Uh, we do usually Pokemon gaming on Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. and uh, Eastern Time. And on Sundays, we do Pokemon baking every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'd love to see you. We'd love to have you and talk video games and food and Pokemon and all the good stuff.
0: You really, really, really have to go check the Cupcake decks out, folks. It is so much fun. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us and look forward to having you back sometime soon. Thank you so much, Teffer. It's been so much fun getting to chat food with you. Thanks so much for listening to No Bad Food. Want to join the conversation? Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at no Bad food Pod, and individually at TefferBear and at Tom's Alatni. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, head to patreon.com slash NoBadFoodPod and donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Kendalyn, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Carlea, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, and Sarah. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. (laughs) If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com nobadfoodpod no and make it happen. We also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at TeePublic. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Pokeflute Ingles and our cover art is by David, Ash's mom and Mr. Mime Are Definitely Lovers, Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, this show was produced by Tom Zalatni and Tefera Jemian and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com.
1: You understand. It just takes a little time. What Mega Man boss would make the most terrifying kaiju? I, for one, want to be the first to welcome our new kaiju overlords. How would Adam Sandler fit in the MCU? I injected myself with the Green Goblin serum. Oh! Debate This is a podcast that asks the questions about your favorite video games and comics that no one is asking. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you download podcasts. And on social media at Debate DebateThisCast. None of it's that so is mind so close, control. Though. It's so close, It's not it's, so close. It's so close.
0: I'm Tevra Jemian, the producer and host of The Yeah! Podcast, a young adult lit review podcast focusing on amplifying the diverse voices in YA literature. Join us as we dig into the world of young adult books, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah! Podcast, available through the Upfront Network, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah!